Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What is this a picture of, Linda? That's when I fell through the floor because Jim left moldy insulation in the floor when he took it up. I was trying to pull it out because I didn't want to breathe that in all night. This is the plaintiff, Linda Hart. She says she rented a two-bedroom house from the defendants, and he and the other tenant in the house vandalized her pontoon boat out of spite. That's right, she also suffered from mold poisoning while she lived there. She refuses to be taken advantage of by the likes of the defendants and is suing for every single cent of the $5,000 and $3,257.98 she's owed by these two scoundrels. These are the defendants, Joseph Romeo and James Nelson. Joseph says the plaintiff is a disgusting person who lets her dogs urinate and defecate in the house, which caused a mold condition. As far as the boat goes, it was an old rusty heap which sat on land for years. It was falling apart. It has no value. And the plaintiff's just sore. She was evicted by the courts. This is nothing more than a retaliatory lawsuit, and they owe her nothing. They're accused of vandalism and poisoning. All parties, please get your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see the come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, all right, Ms. Hart, you used to live in Defendant Romeo's property. Correct. And now Mr. Nelson lives there. And according to you, they owe you $5,000 for ruining your boat and causing you almost $2,000 in medical bills and pain and suffering. Tell me what's going on. So I went on vacation in June, came back at the end of June, came back July 10th, and there was this really strong mold odor. I went in the spare bedroom. I could barely push the door open because all the wood was swollen. Everything had black mold. The walls had to come what up. What had happened? The AC unit, I believe, leaked. And it leaked into the spare bedroom. Was this a central AC or, or yes. a unit? There's central air on the property, Your Honor. So what happened? It's all jammed up with dirt and just uh, What is it you think they did that would have caused that? The animals that were in there. Whose responsibility was it to change a filter? Hers. Okay. I Did you ever change filter. a filter? Yes, I changed the filter. So let me see the pictures. And so what was the plan once you heard, once you heard and saw, I presume you went over there and saw it? No. I never, never was allowed in. So. <laughs> what do you mean you were never allowed in? It's your place. Why wouldn't you be Her allowed in? My daughter would call the police and... Had, who took the pictures? I did. Who was doing the work? The lawn service guy, Jim Nelson. The one who took over your place? Yeah. You were doing this work? Was that on the floor? Yeah, I did. 
Okay. In the back room, there what was is this all a picture of, Linda? That's when I fell through the floor because Jim left moldy insulation in the floor when he took it up. I was trying to pull it out because I didn't want to breathe that in all night. What time of the night were you trying to pull About it out? About 8.30, 9 o'clock. And why were you doing that? Why didn't Because I didn't want that moldy. He picked the floor up and left all the moldy insulation in there. You got hurt, and is that what your $1,742.02 medical I don't know where are? that figure came from. Well, it came from you, but can you tell me well, what it is you're suing for if that's not the right figure? I'm suing for medical bills. How much are you suing for? Well, I have two receipts here for the x-rays that I had gotten in my doctor. Okay, may I see them? Yep. How much do they okay, total? Okay, and then my doctor wanted me to go that's, get I'm it. sorry, stop. That is 90-something dollars. This doesn't tell me anything about what you're at the doctor's office for. Do you have actual medical records that talk about treatment or that you had well, a fall or Well, I didn't have, like no. That? I was going to bring x-rays, but they said nothing was broken, fractured, or cracked. No, but so. usually there's something written by the doctor saying the patient has come in complaining of XYZ. She fell. Uh -huh. There's something that diagnoses. No, just those two receipts. Well, this just says you went to a doctor and paid $55. This yeah. says you went to a doctor and paid $44. Right. Then That's he all wanted me to get an MRI, but I could not afford it. Just the office visit was $300. Do you have any medical evidence of that? No. Anybody saying, I recommend an MRI for her shoulder, anything? No, okay. my doctor's now Now, let's talk away. about the boat repairs. What ends up happening here? Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. I got a question. If a dog pees and poops in an apartment, can that cause mold inside? Yes, if they leave it for a while, I would think so. But I, I, pee and poop causes mold? I mean, that's gross. It's well, it's, I didn't say it's not gross. <laughs> no, but it's I mean, for real, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking if it causes mold. I say yeah. Huh? Yeah, if you have to go and bring the poop to the vet, it grows those little micro something. So there has to be able to call, cause some type Can of mold. Can you explain what you just said? <laughs> no. My dog was just sick and I had a huge vet bill, but I had to keep the poop so that way it can grow and they can see if there was some anti-something in there so that bacteria. You are so gross. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. I told him to evict me. He wanted September's rent, came for September. I said, no. I said, just evict me. I'm not staying here any longer. I'm not dealing with it. I'm fed up. Anytime I wanted anything done, it took him months or weeks to get anything fixed. Okay. Because I, I was and fed up. And then he took up your to invitation to, to evict to me. Evict you. Mm -hmm. All right, so you end up in court, and your judge went ahead and entered a default, correct? Correct. All right, so you got the court order that said, you got to get out, right? Uh, well, they served me that. with final. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Oh, and yeah. then there's a writ of possession saying if you don't get out by what day? Well, so I served final notice right here November 2nd. I had to be out. All right, and then the final notice of eviction, if you are not out of there by 7 a.m., all your stuff will be, you'll be arrested for trespass. So what happened on November 2nd? Okay, November 2nd, I went to work. <laughs> No. One would think you would have moved no, out. No, I, I, I was already moved out. I was supposed to get the boat that evening. What boat? My you had a boat on the I, property? Yes, I did. I okay. had a, my so pontoon boat. So was your boat moved out by the final notice? They're telling you what you don't have out by 7 a.m., you're in trouble, and your response is to leave your boat on the property. Because I had to go rescue my cat that was lost during Hurricane Irma okay. up in Honey, Pensacola. Hurricane Irma was September 9th? Exactly. Okay, that's two months early. 
So what are you doing that you don't get well, your you, boat off of there on November 1st? It's not Before a 7 a.m. November 2nd, super duper right. last straw deadline. Right. November, that's right. And I didn't go get the cat till the 4th or 5th. Whose problem is that? Why, what did you think I the marshals meant when they said, get everything off the property get by everything 7 a.m. November 2nd? So what happens? She leaves the pontoon boat on there, and what happened? The boat sat on the property for a little while. Then I asked the sheriff, what do I do? He said, it's yours. What did you do with the boat, sir? I pulled it out onto the street. How did you pull it out onto the street? With my truck. Okay. So you towed it out how far onto the street? 250 foot to the left of the driveway. Driveway. Yes. So you just abandoned it in the street? I own it. It's private. So road. it's still on your property, but out of the way? Yeah, out front. It stayed there for about six days. 250 or so. feet away? About that okay, way. and it's, then it's when do you go back finally and take a I look at it? I went on November 5th. And your boat is where? On the side of the driveway. So where you know it's where been. your boat was. It was yeah. put out. And you yes, still didn't take it off and take it with you? I tried. They put a gate across the driveway. Jim was living in the house, would not let me on the property, would not let me take the boat. Okay. Somebody called the police. She said if I went on the property, she would arrest me because I was evicted. Yeah. So two days later, I go back just to get a picture of it. The boat's nowhere to be seen. He must have put it in the barn for a couple, three days when he okay. stripped what it and ruined What is your complaint? It. You're suing for three thousand something dollars because what? I want him to fix what? my boat. He stole the bimini off it. That's eight hundred. Maybe they've got stripped and it was put on the no. side of the road. No. See, here's the problem. We know that you left it behind, and we know that you have zero right to anything. Once you disobey the marshal's last straw, you need to be out with all your stuff by November 2nd at 7 a.m. And then you tell me, but I couldn't because I found my cat. That's fine. But then you have the chutzpah to come to court and sue and say, you've got to fix my boat because look at all that happened to it when it was out on the street or you just vandalized no. my boat. I just know it. I don't have any evidence of it, but I know it because we hate each other. No, and I that's don't That's not hate a him. case. I don't hate him. It's one and one make two. If they hit really? it in the barn, and that's when they But do you it. understand that if he felt like selling it, he could have sold it? Are you getting that part, or you're not no, getting that part? I didn't get that part. You don't get the part that says, the when we say I you got to get, there. is this your boat? Yes. When we say get everything off the property, we really, really mean get everything off the property. You don't get that part, right? You think that you still... Well, I he, thought being neighbors and friends, Jim would have let me take my boat. He had a victory. Why you? wouldn't he? Because he had to evict you, and you didn't pay rent for August, no. September. August, no. she paid. September, October. He had. A, no. Did you have to hire a lawyer, or did you just do it no. on your own? I hired an eviction lawyer. He had to hire an yeah. eviction lawyer. Well, we thought yeah. we were friends. I thought when the marshal said I had to get out, I didn't really have to get out. No, no Your Honor, that's not no, how I am went. so done. Stick a fork in me. <laughs> I am done. My verdict in this case is for the defendants. What? So... Robbery is for the crooks. Our justice system is for the crooks. Well, Ms. Hart, the plaintiff has just come out of the courtroom. When you get evicted, you lose your property if you don't get it off. You well, understand it now? The yeah. judge spelled well, it out to you. I understand that now. But I thought him being my friend that I'd be allowed to get my boat. He put it to the side of the road after all, didn't he? After he stripped it. After he ruined it and stripped it. Then he puts it to the side of the road. You left it. You left it. Was Does that give him the right to destroy it? 
But you okay. left it. Okay. That's my, yeah. So the what judge it says, found against you. Right. Our justice system is for the crooks. That's no, what it that's comes down to. That's not the way it yes, is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. She doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. Mr. Romeo, you had the, the victor. She just doesn't get it. Well, just got to keep her in prayer. She doesn't un understand yeah. that once you abandon something yeah. after it technically was mine. But I just right. uh, put You're it right. out in the road, come and get it. It's all right, sorry you had to go through all of this, okay? Thank okay. you very, very you much. Take care. Okay, Thank you. it's all over. Okay, hey, Doug, you know, the plaintiff says it's robbery. The fact is that this was abandonment. Once the marshal evicts her, it is over. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Michael Turner. He says he put down a deposit on a car at the defendant's dealership, and he's come to find out she runs one shady company. The defendant promised him a hundred times to refund the thousand bucks he gave her, but hasn't. And he's here suing her for just that today, and $1,500 in pain and suffering for a grand total of $2,500. This is the defendant, Linda. She says the plaintiff had to wait for his employer to verify his employment on the credit application. And when that happened, he asked for his deposit back. She put a lot of time and energy with the plaintiff trying to get him into a car. She doesn't work for free, and she's sorry. She's keeping his money. She's accused of taking a customer for a ride. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the dock. The plaintiff put a deposit down in the car and says yeah, the I'm defendant is just plain shady and won't give his deposit back. But the defendant says she did a lot of work, so the deposit's hers. It's the case of how's this for a car problem? Thank you, Douglas. You Michael in. Turner. Yes. You are suing Linda. You've asked us not to mention your last name or your company name. You're, uh, you're suing her car company? Are you the owner? Yes. Okay. For $2,500, a thousand of it a deposit that she refuses to return, and the rest of it for pain and suffering. What mm -hmm. happened? Um, in March 3rd, I was shopping for a car. I stopped in the grocery store, and I saw one of those free auto magazines. And I saw something in there. It was an SUV. And I said, perfect, $3,300, $300 down. So I called. And how soon can you come down? I said, Monday morning, fine. The car will be serviced. And you can come near. Before you got all excited, don't you want to see it? See yes. It's a piece so of junk? I, I went test drive it, all that stuff. Again? I, I went down there uh, Monday morning um, on the bus. It took me an hour to get there, but I got there. I was so excited. I walked in. Here's my paperwork, and the first thing out of their mouth was, um, "You have the money." I said, "Yes, but where's the car? I like to see it, test drive it." Oh, um, here, hold on, let us make copies of this. Um, you have the check? I said, well, where's the SUV? Okay. They sold it over the weekend. 
Okay. So it was a bait and switch. They got me there. They all they wanted is the money. They said, "Hold on a second. We have other vehicles. Look out back. You'll find something you might like." Okay, so you go out back and you end up finding a car you like, and you agree to put a thousand dollars down. Yes. Uh, okay. I didn't... And the car was a total of how much? Uh, online and on the ad was fifty-five hundred. Okay. They said, "Oh, but we have to charge you fifty-nine hundred if you want us to finance it." Okay. So, so what happens? I, so I said, "Well, I ha I don't have that type of money on me. Um, give me a cup, uh, one or two weeks. Let me." gather up the money, borrow from you? friends, which I did. And then you brought them $1,000? Certified check from my credit union. Okay, and then what happens? What uh, day do you give them the certified check? On March the 14th. Okay, is that accurate, ma'am? Yes, it is. Okay, and then, and then do you sign the paperwork the for the car on March the 14th? No, the paperwork for the car they on the contract was all digital. You don't have them come in and sign something? Absolutely, I do. Okay, so what, what day did he sign paperwork? <laughs> he signed paperwork on March 14th at 6.47 okay, p.m. All right, so then what happens? He doesn't get the car yet because... Well, um, I explained to him when he came in, most of my customers are credit challenged, and so I have a process. Credit <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be polite. Right. Um, and so I have a process, and I explain this to everybody. You don't walk out of here today with a vehicle. You need to provide me a list or all kinds of paperwork for the bank. The bank has to verify um, that they really do have the job that they say they have, that okay. they live where they say they live, that their insurance is active. And I actually give them a list of all the documents that they need. Okay. To so by March 14th, do you have all the documents? He brings me the documents. Okay. They're all good. And he does bring me a deposit. Okay. So did the bank ever verify him? They did. Within less than 24 hours later, they had okay. already verified. So then what happened? You tell him, good news. You've been well, verified. he called me and before it was verified and said, I, I can't do this. It's taken too long. And my company's never going to verify in time. Okay. I'm too nervous about that. Okay. So five verify minutes. Verify in time? In time for what? I don't understand. I don't know. All right. So he calls you and he tells you that. And then what happens? That was at like 4 o'clock. And at 4.10. On what day? On the 15th, the following day. Okay, Less and what time did hours. they verify him? Um, they verified him at 425. And so do you call him and tell him you've been verified? I did. And Good he news. said, I, I can't do it, I can't do it, I'm, I'm done. I want my money back. Why did you say you can't do it? I never got that phone call. So if you have a deal and it doesn't say whether it's a refundable deposit or not, which is it, refundable or non-refundable? Oh, um, that would be refundable. Why do you say? There's actually an answer to this. There's really a good answer. What do you say? I would say that it's refundable if there was something in the contract. Okay, but it's not in the contract. What do you say? Non-refundable. Not in the contract, non-refundable. Okay, okay, going inside the courtroom. What was it that happened instead? It's the 14th of March. They have to verify it, and according to you, what happens after the 14th of March? Uh, the bank called me, the financial institution, do you have possession of the car? I said, no. They said, why not? I said, well, because the dealership informed me that she's waiting for her commission piece first, then she released the car to me. So they said, well, this is not how we do things here. Okay, but I don't care about that. I, I yes. think you think I'm supposed to care about that. I want to understand why you didn't just take the car the next day. She never turned the car over to me. I never had possession. She never that, called okay, me. Okay, but why didn't you take possession the next day when you were verified the next day? I was never notified. I was even verified. Okay, I've been so calling. Okay, so now work with me here. Okay. So according to you, now it's March 15th. What happened yes. according to you on March 15th? 
Nothing. When does something happen? Because at I, some I point can't... you asked for your money back. When did that happen? I called down there and I asked, am I getting the car today or what not? What day was that that you did that? Oh, I have it all on text. I'm sorry. Why would you be entitled to get your deposit back? Why didn't you just pick up the car? When, when I called, I just never got the impression the car was ready to pick up. Um, when the bank called me, um, the car is still in her possession, and she right. said she okay, wouldn't but release I, it. What I'm trying to get from you on the 16th, show me proof that he was verified on the 16th. Um, I have the notes from the bank letting me know that verified on the 15th at 420-ish. 15th? Oh, yeah, day. that's right. 15th. Less than 24 15th hours. 15th is what we had said. It was like 15th. Customer stated he doesn't want to proceed with the deal. <coughs> the vehicle has vehicle issues. Which it did not. It did. I subsequently sold what, it. What was the problem with the vehicle? Uh, when I went test drive the car with a, another guy claimed he worked there as a mechanic, the brake pedal and the brakes went to the floor. Wait, it, so when did you test drive the car? Before or after you decided to buy it? Before I, before I gave, gave him the, the money. check. So then why did you give him the money if there was a problem with well, the car? He said he will f uh, repair all that before I pick up the car. And I said, great. Okay, so what I see happening on March 16th isn't that nobody would release the car to you. It's that you are saying to the bank, I don't want it, I don't, well, the car has issues, I don't want to proceed with the deal. That's what I see. And you're saying, yeah, 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 the car had issues. Now, at some point, my understanding is you tell him he's going to get his money back. I do have a policy that I brought here. Under certain circumstances, I will issue part of it back. But it says right on here, once we've submitted to the bank, the contract... No, why did you tell him you'd give him his money back? I told him I would give him a partial. Why, though? You never call back. Where's my money, please? That's on March 24th. You say you're all set. I put it through this morning. And that is on March 24th. It is. Had you put it through that morning? I put it through. I tried to do it electronically. There was a glitch. It didn't go into his account. I don't know why. And I called him back and I said, look, Michael, at the end of the day... You know, I, I don't owe you this refund, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work with you here. This guy put me through the ringer. I worked my butt off for him. I can't talk just this second. I'll call you back as soon as I can at 9.53. At 9.54, he says, I need to come down there and pick up a hard copy of the check today. I can't wait. I borrowed half that money from my father as a favor. Then at 3.41, it's I'm in a doctor's appointment. At 3.41, I have already processed your refund again. That was the day that if I did it If it isn't in your account by tomorrow, let me know. What bank did it come from? Boy, you wasted a lot of his time for not coming through with your promise. What bank did it come from? My bank thinks it might have been an error. Capital bank card. Is that the name of the bank? I can come down there tomorrow, just pick up the cash or a check and be done. I finally got a hold of your bank without an account number, blah, blah, blah. And then you tell them today would be the second business day if it's not in your account. Why are you doing all that? March 29th. I've been waiting for your call back. When am I going to get my money back? I mean, normally... I don't enforce in court a promise to pay someone. And then if you change your mind, well, then all bets are off and I have to rule. And this, truly, when you make a deposit, it's a non-refundable deposit. I get that. But you got the guy jumping through all these hoops, telling him all this time for a good solid number of weeks that you're going to return the money. He's checking his bank. He's calling his bank. He's calling you. He keeps having to chase you. I mean, it's such a terrible way to do business. Why is that happening? And then he has to sue you to do what you swore you had already done. I tried it once and then I got frustrated with him. He was really, quite frankly, annoying and <laughs> I, I got tired of dealing with him. Okay. <laughs> I'm just... Well, 
I'm gonna make you pay back the thousand dollars. You're not gonna obviously not gonna have to pay a thousand dollars of pain and suffering, and you're very lucky to get these thousand dollars back because typically they're non-refundable. The only reason why I'm going to allow this to happen is because there was almost a solid month of you going back and forth based on her promise to pay it, and I consider that something in return for the promise to pay. When you have to check your bank, check your bank again, call her, get there. That's you know you shouldn't be going through all those hoops. If that's what she says she's gonna do, and that's what she said she did. I feel like you put enough effort into that 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 alone is reason to make her go through with her promise. <laughs> $1,000 verdict for the plaintiff. Well, finally, the plaintiff is going to get his deposit back. You know something? After hearing all this testimony, I don't blame him for suing you. My <laughs> goodness. How do you feel? You said it in there. You just gave up on him. You didn't I, want to hear from him anymore. I was frustrated with him. You were, yeah. Mm -hmm. And look what happened. You come to court, then you lose. You could have saved a trip to court. Sorry about that. That's the way the cookie crumbles, okay. as they say, okay? Well, Mr. Turner, good for you for keep, yes. keeping after. You feel better now. I feel better now. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> um, you could have had the car, though, apparently. But this was my first time trying to buy a car on my own. Yeah. So I learned a, val a valuable lesson. Yeah, you sure did. Well, what, did you ever get a car? Are you still no, looking? I'm still looking. Still looking. Okay. Well, you won't look with her anymore, will you? <laughs> Correct. I'm sure. Thank you very much. Yep, thank you. <laughs> okay. Harvey? Okay. You know, Doug, when I said that there's actually a legal term for this, that the term is actually, it's that the law abhors forfeitures, which means that the law favors giving people back their deposits unless it specifically says non-refundable. So if it's silent, generally the presumption is that it is refundable. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Antoine Harrison. He says he rented an apartment from the defendant, and that guy illegally locked him out, threw away his belongings, and he's here seeking justice today. That's right. The defendant had no right to do what he did. Even the cops agree with him. So instead of taking the law into his own hands, he's taking his louse to court today and suing him for every penny of the $5,000 he's owed. This is the defendant, Brian. He says he doesn't owe this guy a dime. The judge ordered him out. He didn't clear out on the eviction date, and he took possession of the apartment. The plaintiff left behind a huge mess. He maliciously broke the toilet and sink. And if anyone in this courtroom's owed money, it's certainly not the plaintiff. He's accused of tossing a guy's stuff. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $3,100 for cleaning costs, repairs, and appliances. All parties, please zero in. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the dock, the plaintiff rented an apartment from the defendant, says the defendant changed the locks and illegally threw him out. But the defendant says the plaintiff was ordered out by a judge and the guy left stuff and maliciously ruined his toilet. It's the case of the untidy bowl renter. You're welcome, man. Antoine Harrison. You are suing Brian, who is a manager with the realty company that manages the place. You don't want me to refer to your last name or the name of your management company. For $5,000, according to you, you're out way more than that, for missing property, and you're counterclaiming against him for damages that you say he did to the apartment. Talk to me. What happened? Um, on November 16th of 2017, the last year, um, me and my 
family came home from coming from work and everything like five o'clock. I get home, lots have changed. I can't get into the apartment. What day was it? November 17th? November 16th. 16th? Yes, ma'am. Had there been problems with paying the rent and with eviction? What had been going on up to that um, point? We, I went to write the judge there. Where we're okay, from. hold on. So he filed an eviction notice against you? Yes. Back when? Um, October. Okay. So on November 16th, the locks were changed. You come home, and what happens? And, um, we were just outside, stuck. So I called the office to, um, to see what was the reason behind it. Well, they, um, the lady stated to me that you were being evicted. And I was like, well, how? When I, I went and wrote the judge there, stating why I didn't pay my rent. So um, he, he sent me a court, case for, a court case for December 6th of 2017. Which so, was in the future. Yeah, in the future. So in, in the state of Florida, if you don't put the money in the court registry, you get an order. But you would have to have an order to change your locks. Did you have an order to change your locks? Um, <clears throat> no, Your Honor, we had a verbal agreement with Antoine to... That doesn't matter. Are you guys new at this or something? You can't change locks. That's, that's, you can't do that. You have to go through the courts. Well, there is a reason why we did change the locks. Not only with the verbal agreement um, and him stating that I will be out of the property, we called JEA, which is the Electric Authority, and they uh, confirmed uh, the power's off. Oh, the power might be off for non-payment. Mm -hmm. You don't get it, but you're a management company. How long have you guys been doing this? We, we've been doing it uh, quite some time. Have you been changing locks a lot? Because you have to go to court to do that. You cannot change a locks on a tenant. All right, so what happens? Do police come? What happens? No, I ain't no calling the police, but by the time, because I was, me my family, we were stuck Did outside. Did you break the door? I, yes, I went in. Okay, and how'd you get in? I just forced my way in. But as when I entered up going into the apartment, I seen that it was ransacked, wash and dryer gone, son's pocket bike, food, diapers. They took whatever they can grab. Who's they? I guess the, the management, management company. Yep, had to be because. Did it, you guys wipe them was, clean when it, you went in there? It was there when I left that morning. Okay. No, Your Honor. You didn't instruct the the super to remove his stuff. No. No. Okay. And you weren't there. No, Your Honor. And this is the police report that. For that From that day, day? Yes, and the police officer, his statement that he's put that, that response of what was happened that day. Okay. He, he, he went above and beyond. He actually called him immediately. And so, like, 10 minutes later, he rolled the window down and, and went to laugh. And I was like, what's so funny? He was like, man, he said, I don't know what's going on. He said, the right hand ain't telling the left hand what's going on. One thing I know for certain that this is illegal. We didn't put a notice up, so... This should never happen. He, he he changed the laws illegally. He said you and your he said he explained to my you and your wife y'all will get arguments and y'all will talk about leaving and all. He he was like none of that is hearsay. Hearsay is I'm going by this court paperwork saying that you got a court hearsay, case. Hearsay. Oh, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I like that. That's not how it goes, but I really like that. But, hearsay, hearsay. Okay. But, so you have a counterclaim against him for thirty-one hundred dollars. Okay, for damages. Let's talk about that. How did he leave the place? Uh, Your Honor, I do have some before and after pictures. Now, this property okay. so was... Okay, so let me... I think I have them up here, Tony. This is the before, right? Yes, Your Honor. Brand, just remodeled property, fresh paint, flooring, uh, countertops, uh, vanities, toilets. First person to live in the property since it was remodeled. How long was he in there? Uh, roughly two, two years. Wow. This is after January 4th? 
Yes, Your Honor. You left a couch, you left a damaged TV, you left a bunch of baby stuff, you left a little bouncy thing. That's a, why are you leaving all this behind for somebody else to clean up? Yeah, I'm asking the you. The day we moved, huh? we cleaned the apartment. What are you talking about? No, I don't know where he get okay, that Okay, show me the pictures of the apartment clean. No, I don't have those. Well, that would be a good thing to have. And then take a look at the stove, okay? This burner is disconnected and a burner's missing. How'd that happen? I, it was, the apartment was clean when we left. The okay. door was open. All right. We had people going in and out constantly. When we went back tonight to finish cleaning up, it was somebody in the Who apartment. Who broke the toilet? I, the toilet been broke since. No, you well. said that, but I just saw the before pictures and it wasn't broken. It wasn't rented to you this way. You saw the before pictures, right? Yeah, yes, ma'am. It wasn't rented to you that way. How would they even be able to get these pictures? What do you think, that they're going to have a pristine place that's clean and then they, they create this evidence just to have something to clean up? Why would they do that? That's not believable to me. It's not. Okay? And that bothers me because, you, you know, you were the good guy in the lawsuit until you started making up stuff like that because that bothers me. Now, let me ask you, was there a security deposit in this case? Yes, Your Honor. How much of a security deposit? 300 That's it? Where did that go? Well, we, we didn't have a, a mailing address for Antoine, um, so, you know, we couldn't give him that, the actual... Well, you could mail it to this address and then it would be forwarded, because well, that's what the statute says. If you read it, it says last known address, right? Yes, Your Honor. Oh, okay. All right, and so did you send a letter, and the answer to that would be a resounding no. So, in your counterclaim, you're suing him for $3,100 for uh, having to remove the garbage, $700 for cleaning the apartment, $1,000. These are very, very round numbers. Mm -hmm. I always suspect, as a judge, when I hear round numbers, that someone's just eyeballing it. Do you have actual receipts that you guys paid out in the damages that you're seeking here? Yes. Your Honor, I've been doing this for some time, and I did just estimate it, but then... Okay, but, return... but when you had to come to court, when you agreed to come to court then, and once you got sued, you did not, you no longer estimated. You took the time to get real uh, quotes, right? Sure. Okay, yeah. can I have them? Now, one of the things that you say in your answer to the complaint is that um, you don't deny that he's been the victim of a robbery, but your position is, we didn't rob him, so that has nothing to do with us. Yes, Your Honor, there is um, a letter that he wrote to the judge prior to uh, November 16th stating that everything was stolen prior. And uh, it also says that his lease expires and he planned to be out on November. Okay, now this letter is dated October 10th, and this is the famous letter that you wrote the judge asking for more time that you were so proud of. In it, you say that you've already been robbed of everything you own. Yes, so how is it that um, you come there on November 16th to be robbed of everything you own when this letter, which is authored on October 30th, says that you were before that date robbed of everything you own? No, what I'm saying, I, I was robbed, and that was during the storm. That has nothing to do with November 16th. You just get robbed every day? More, um, November, November, um, November 16th, <laughs> right, November 28th. But, but you understand where this 6th. is suspicious. You're already telling another judge that you've been robbed, That's the same. That's and the then you're telling me that you were robbed three weeks later than the time you told that judge you were being robbed. Police How are you going to prove that you are missing $4,755 worth of property? How are you going to prove the value of it? How are you going to prove it's missing? And how are you going to prove that they stole it? Can a landlord ever change the locks on a tenant if the tenant is just a nightmare? Yes. Can change the locks? Yes, their house, their rules. Really? What do you say? Hell yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm actually sort of shocked here. Are you buying this? I don't think so. As long as there's no, if it's not written or if the judge is actually. Not written, no, there's nothing in. Yeah, as long as the, ju if the judge says so, then yes, but if not, no. Okay, going inside the courtroom. Let's talk about your lawsuit against him. What I have in front of me is, can you prove to me that they're responsible, first of all, that you're missing $5,000 worth of stuff, and that they're secondly, that they're responsible for it, and, and, and you can't, not with what you've brought to court. On your counterclaim, you have numerous problems. Number one, you are uh, representing the landlord, and the landlord in the state of Florida has 30 days to file a piece of paper talking about what you're laying claim to and why you're laying claim to it. The greater problem is that what's good for the goose is good for the gander, too. Where are all your receipts about what these things will actually cost, uh, as opposed to, oh, the place is a mess, $1,000 for the floor, $600 for the bathroom damage. Um, you're going to need a new toilet. I can see that. But uh, I, I just shopped for a new toilet. Uh, I'm looking at the apartment. I don't think you're going to be putting in a $600 toilet in there. Um, it's still not cheap, Your Honor. It's not cheap. I know exactly how much it costs. You're talking to the daughter of a contractor. Okay. I got hit by Hurricane Irma, okay? So I had to, I had to remodel a bathroom right now in the yeah. Keys. Anyway, uh, but there's certainly... That place was disgusting. I, I can't believe you left it like that. And I think you're lying to me when you say no, you didn't. listen. Listen to me. Listen to me good. Yeah. I'm going to listen to you. Listen to you good. But it disappoints <laughs> me because I think you're lying. So don't disappoint me anymore. I've borne all the disappointment I can take today. Yes, ma'am. I understand that clearly. Um, we left, we cleaned up, we left there at 9 I don't buy night. it. The door was open. I don't buy it. The door was the, the And then what? Broken. People planted stuff instead of taking. So for the f this fourth time, you didn't get robbed. People threw stuff in there. Furniture, okay. old furniture. Just like. Come on. On your lawsuit against him for $3,100, which you have filed as a counterclaim to this case, you're supposed to have to file your own case on this because you didn't bother to to send the notice. Yeah, we're in small claims court, Your Honor. We're not <laughs> claiming a security deposit here. Okay, I buy what you're saying. That it's sufficient for you to file a counterclaim. That's filing a claim. Uh, now I gotta buy the content of your claim, which means I would wanna see legitimate estimates as opposed to your flapping gums. You should have one, Your Honor. Yeah, from, from which one should I have? The, uh... the one you got three days ago? Yes, yes, Your Honor. That's Except for that you already told me that the owner's maintenance men already came in and cleared everything out, and yet this is an estimate that is typed up on a piece of paper. It already looks suspicious to me. And it says, uh, removal of all trash inside, when you've already confessed to me that the landlord already removed and swept everything inside. So <laughs> I kind of don't buy the estimate. See what I mean? Oh, I, I do Because I was prepared I specifically understand. for court, as opposed to getting it back in January. You see what the problem is, right? So on your lawsuit against him, also zero. Now, of course, there's that $300 that you have of his, which he is not laying claim to. But frankly, since you guys didn't send the notice, that $300 should technically go his way. But based on that mess that I saw there, I'm going to allow you to keep the $300 because you did file this other separate claim. OK? Good luck, folks. You should consider this. I don't know if you're disappointed, but you should consider this a little bit of a win for you because you really did leave that place a mess. Well, in this suit and countersuit, it all ended up a zero-zero time. Mr. Harrison, you know, I felt sorry for you, but golly, geez, what do you think? I mean, it, what happened, what happened? I mean, he broke into my house, he changed my locks illegally. 
I mean, you went through a lot, no question. I definitely but, did, but, but you didn't have the evidence to convince the judge, you know. I mean, I had my police report stating that the locks were changed by my landlord. Yeah, well, she heard that. The police officer—that was his statement. Yeah, but you know, but, and the pictures kind of really hurt you because it looked pretty bad. I had cleaned it up before we left. But judge didn't buy that. I know. Unfortunately. I, I understand. I'm sorry for you. I'm really sorry. The door is that way. Unfortunately, it was not a good day for you in court, Brian. I really felt sorry for you, too. Every time she asked for something, you didn't have it. What, yep. what yep. do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, we, we presented what we did have, and, you know, it came out how it did. Uh, as far as, you know, we, there was damages. I don't know. I think we should have got a claim for those damages. There may have been a typo or whatnot at, at the end. But, hey, well, as the judge is. put it, she was not impressed with your services, to put it bluntly. Not a good day. Whatever she says. You're yeah, right. Yeah, she's okay. the judge. Judge is the boss. All right. Thank you very much. Harvey, what's your think? Okay, Doug. I mean, here's the thing. You could just never change the locks uh, short of getting a court order. Um, that is a sacred rule uh, when a landlord rents to a tenant, that it is the tenant's place as long as the lease exists. And if a landlord does it, by the way, um, in a lot of states, um, you can sock the landlord with punitive damages. There are actually a couple of states where if a landlord does it, it's a crime. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards, Stu Billet production.